0: Welcome to 10 Minutes With. It's a podcast for people who want to listen to podcasts but don't have all day. I'm Therese Maine, and I'm a fast talker, so get ready for a quick chat with someone you might want to learn more about in 10 minutes or less. Today, we're talking to Matthew West about his brand new CD. It's called Brand New. Matthew's kind of known for his witty writing style. One of the songs is called The Me You Made, and it goes like this. I wish I looked like Bradley Cooper. Wish I had movie star muscles like Chris Pratt. I wish my kids thought I was cooler. I wish I wasn't just a skinny, jean-wearing dad. You want to hear more?
1: Hi, is this Teresa?
0: It is. Is this Matthew West? What's going on? Well, I just got off the phone with Bradley Cooper and Chris Pratt, and they wanted to let you know that they were pretty jealous of your style.
1: See, everybody's insecure, even
0: then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to write a song about your insecurities, you know, it's going to make people like me say, come on, Matthew West, really? Are you really insecure?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I put it out there, man. Like, you know, I thought it might resonate because of that. That's funny that you've listened to that song. I love it. I love it. That's my that's probably what. Like my favorite lines on the whole record, if I'm being honest, just because it makes me laugh, you know what I mean? Like, how ridiculous it sounds. (laughs) Do
0: you find sometimes when there's stuff that you're insecure about or struggling about, when you say it out loud, it becomes so ridiculous that you can't believe you even believed it?
1: Oh, absolutely. But a lot of that is who I say it out loud to. When I say something ridiculous out loud, I may not catch it myself how ridiculous it is, but the Lord has put uh, my wife in my life for that reason. <laughs> she'll make sure I know that if I said something ridiculous, she she'll make sure I know it. <laughs>
0: in the process of writing songs, does that sometimes happen? Like you'll you'll have something that you're really wrestling with, and you put it out in words, and then you go. I- Did I really struggle with that? I mean, have you been able to look back at previous albums and say, I can't even believe that that was something that I spent time thinking about?
1: I tend to have to learn my lessons more than once, you know. And so there's common themes throughout my albums of just things that I struggle with, you know, just where my brain goes and how my view of God is, you know what I mean? And so you're still wondering if God's going to give up on you. And album number nine, you're you're reminding yourself in your song that he's the God who stays. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that probably is just a good insight into the human condition that all of us have, you know, just, you know, I think that's why we're it's so important to be reading our Bible daily, because reading our Bible daily is giving ourselves the daily reminder that we all need that God hasn't given up on us and his promises in scripture are meant to be received and digested on a regular basis. You know what I mean? And so I like to think of my music, their messages for me as well, you know, but I also love it. You know, the thought that somebody out there is, is receiving the music that I'm writing as part of those daily reminders that the Lord can then give them. And, uh, and so if my own personal journey and ups and downs serves to encourage somebody else and even to go, oh, man, OK, so Matthew, Matthew gets discouraged like that or Matthew gets insecure like that. OK, me, too. I'm not the only one. You know, I think there's strength in that and I hope my songs provide that.
0: It's funny that you mentioned reading the Bible every day. I just read a story about this lady, Miss Helen. She has read through the Bible 60 times now. This is going to be her 61st Year of reading the Bible. She's ninety nine, but she wow. said that she keeps doing it because even though she keeps reading like the same words over and over every time, God shows her something. You know, what's something that's just leapt out of the word?
1: Man, well, first of all, that's an in, that's an inspiration of a story about Miss Helen, and that's that's something I want to aspire to be like. You know, I think about the story of the prodigal son, and maybe it's just because I was talking about the song the guy who stays, but like there There's a line in the story. I don't have my Bible in front of me, but but the words like stick out at me in a big way, and they didn't always I mean, I think we all know the story of the prodigal, right? The prodigal is this son who decides he could do it his own way and and he asks for his inheritance early, and he goes off and and he lives in the world and lives crazy and spends his money and winds up hitting rock bottom right and then. He decides at a certain point when he hits his end that he might go back and ask his father for forgiveness, you know, and maybe even just work as a servant for one of his dads, not expecting to be restored to his previous position as the beloved son of this father. But I love the part in the scripture where it says that as he's returning home, while he was still a long way off, the father came running out to meet him. Now, those words, while he was still a long way off eight words i mean that just like hits me in such a heavy way why he did not wait for the son to apologize he didn't wait for the son to clean up his act first he didn't wait for any of those things that we might expect of others if we're gonna bless them with our forgiveness instead he came running out to meet him while he was still a long way off, and another scripture, Romans five eight, tells us the same thing that God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, right? While we were still a long way off, Christ died for us, and uh, that's just a message of grace. That when I really let that sink in my in my life, that's when I'm I'm living in my freest state. That's when I feel the most alive. It's just going. Wait a minute, like. He loved me that much that he came for me while I was still a long way off.
0: One of the new artists that I know you've been working with is Leanna Crawford. And just kind of explaining a little bit of the industry side of things, you now have an imprint, which is kind of like a record label, but not really because it's within a record label called the Storyhouse Collective, where you're able to kind of bring up artists like Leanna and pour into them a little bit. And there's something kind of biblical about that, about saying, here, let me show you the way.
1: Yeah, Paul and Timothy, you know, and, and mentoring. And, uh, you know, obviously, the Bible talks about it from a spiritual perspective, which is definitely part of, of what I want to be a part of as well. You know, I'll tell you, okay, quick story, my first champion in Nashville, like the first person who believed in me, like when nobody else believed in me was this was this wonderful person named Cindy. Cindy was a song publisher, and in, in that she worked in the in the music, the side of the music industry that that helped play songs with the right singers, right? And so she would take my songs and play them for groups like Rascal Flatts. And some of my first songs that got recorded were because she championed my music. Well, she passed away way too soon at the age of 50 years old, lost a battle with cancer, and it hit me really, really hard. And I spoke at her funeral and I thought about her life and how her whole life was spent, she championed other people, that was her whole job. Not only that, but like the pallbearers for her funeral were all women who were formerly in a women's prison that she would travel to every Sunday and lead devotions at this women's prison. And now these women had rebuilt their lives and they all wanted to be there to pay tribute to her. It moved me in such a deep way. But I walked out of there thinking, Matthew, who have you ever championed other than your own cause, other than your own music? And I got hit really hard by that. And I felt like that was the Lord kind of stirring in my heart that in this next season of my life, maybe it's called a second act, if you will, where it's not just gonna be the music that I make, but it's also gonna be helping to find New artists, singers, songwriters who have a passion to use their gifts in Christian music specifically, because I believe in Christian music and I believe that it's reaching the world and it's helping uh, people who are hurting. And so it's been a neat thing to be able to take that next step and keep my ears and eyes open for the next upcoming talented artists who who want to tell the world about Jesus with their songs. And my record label has given me the opportunity to do that. So I just get to be an extension of what they already do. Everybody's got to have a champion, and I'm thankful that I've had more than my fair share, and I hope to be that for others, too.
0: Well, the bummer of having a podcast called 10 Minutes With is that we can't talk much longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> and there were so many things I wanted to ask you about, like what you and your wife are doing for Valentine's Day and what it's like well... having teenagers and if you've gone crazy with that already. Uh, but before I let you go, there are a couple <laughs> things I wanted to say about this album. First of all, I feel kind of like I've turned into an old person, like get off my lawn, old person, because I'm so glad that this is an actually actual CD with liner notes. There's a couple yeah. cool things in the CD that I think you don't get on downloads. The story yeah. of the blue couch yes. is so good. Just so good. And so if people don't know that story about your life, they should check yeah. that out. But you actually gave the gospel in your liner notes, yeah. dude. That's cool.
1: Yeah, man. That's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, I just, I don't ever want to forget that. And that's, that's really the, the heartbeat of this new record. You know, I was a 13 year old kid sitting on a blue couch in my Chicago childhood home and I stumbled on a Billy Graham crusade and it changed my life. And Billy didn't change my life, but God speaking through Billy did. And that's where all these years later, you know, I'm a, I am feel like I'm a long way from that kid on a blue couch in my living room. My my role in this life is not to be a famous singer. And I realize that my role in this life is to encourage people to find their own blue couch moment. And if they haven't said yes to Jesus, to remind them that like, it could happen wherever you are right now, wherever you are, you can literally have your life changed by a savior. And I think now more than ever, even more than music, like I just want to use my music to send that message out, you know, so uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed those liner notes and and I will answer the Valentine's question. Valentine's is going to be a little underwhelming It's still gonna be filled with flowers and I got a house full of women, so my flower bill goes through the roof. But we were in New York doing some promotion for the album before Valentine's. And I told my wife, I got a surprise for you. And I took her to see a Broadway musical that she had always wanted to see and I sat her down at the theater and I said just to remember this is your Valentine's gift <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm off the hook a little bit
0: thank you again for all you do and for taking some time today
1: Hey, I really enjoyed it thank you and Good. thanks for listening to the album let's do this again